Hi, everyone, and welcome to 50 Now What? I'm your host, Alicia Sutton. I am so excited to share this very special episode with you, a conversation with some of my dear friends. Today, I welcome three incredible women, Jessica Botterford, Keisha Williams, and Elizabeth Pope onto the show to discuss love, relationships, family, upcoming holiday plans, and what we're manifesting for 2024 and much more. It was such a joy to sit with these people who are so special to me and share the kind of conversation that we'd be having around the dinner table at home. We have a lot to say. Let's jump into it. Hey, everybody. Good morning. (laughs) If If you can't tell, I'm super excited. I have been looking for an excuse to have an episode like this with good people, with friends. And this was like the perfect time to do that as we get out of the fun and frolic of the summer leading into the holiday season where all these other things come up. So I'm glad to have you. And for my listeners who have been tuned into uh, 50 Now What Podcast, you know, I'm a big fan of, I'm actually a big proponent of synchronicity and having people come into your life for a reason and a purpose at a certain time. And each one of these ladies are definitely an exemplar of that. My first guest is Keisha. Keisha, dedicated school teacher and friend of mine for over 20 years now, right, Keisha? I think I have the years right. I know it was sometime in the 90s. Yeah, so it's over 20 years. Well over 20 years. And uh, she, uh, once I told her I was going to be doing a podcast, she's been a big supporter of the podcast and support as well as good friends. So, But, you know, over 20 years, you see each other evolve through a number of things. And we've gotten to this place in our lives where we... um can really share true things about what's happening with us because we've faced through so many things. So Keisha, thank you for being a good friend and being on the podcast today. My next guest is Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth Payless, a marketing project manager. And we met over, uh, it's been over a year ago now. It was at the uh, Black Podcasters Conference down in Atlanta. And I have to tell the story of how we met in that parking lot. Do you remember girl, you were? <laughs> don't eat, uh, girl. <laughs> I got the. I, I got... <laughs> we met in a parking lot at this conference when you were on your way back to your car because you weren't allowed to enter. Girl, I had like a grown on, but someone in our conference had like with that peanut allergy or something, and I was just like, wait a minute. A lot of us have several different allergies. And of course, this was in the height of the pandemic, COVID-19 and everything. And so I was just like, this is weird. This is okay. Yeah. I know, but that's how we connected in the parking lot. It was <laughs> that's, just... that's how we connected. I don't know if we would have met if we, if you had been gotten sent back to your car for, know. you know, contraband know. peanuts. So I don't know. I know. I did feel a little hostage. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah, thank absolutely. you so much. You was warning me. You was like, you ain't got snacks in your purse, do you? Cause they sending us back. Heads up. Strict policy. Um, <laughs> and so we ended up It was so funny. So we ended up coming back to the conference where we met my next guest, Jessica. Uh, We met at the same conference, and she is a theater and podcasting producer, director, writer, author. She does it all. And uh, it was actually Jessica, if I recall, at the end of that conference who said, let's share information and stay in touch. 
and basically put us on a schedule so that we could have Zoom calls <laughs> and keep us on task uh, so that I could get this podcast together. And it worked. And so I'm glad to have you guys still here in my life. And it's been very consistent. Stuff like this doesn't happen all the time. And I'm glad to introduce you to Keisha, bring her in to our little triad here. And it's so much fun. And I knew we'd make a really good conversation today. So let's just jump in and get started. Uh, We're going to do the update because we have to do the update when we talk about relationships. And you guys know I've been trying to get back out there. It's, It's tough. But love, relationships, or platonic, wherever you fall at. So let's start with Keisha. What's going on, Keisha? Keisha is very right. single. In the house. <laughs> I'm single. And I'm single. Yeah, that's what it is. Are you single and ready to mingle or are you just single? Um, I, I think I'm single and ready to mingle. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, don't leave me out here alone, Keisha. But, but for right, but I don't think I have the patience to go through all of what you have to go through. I was on the dating apps, but what you see online and what you see in person are two different things. They really are. They're two they different really things. Are. I agree. I have to check myself sometimes because you know me, I like, like even when I check my own stuff, you know, I'm, I enjoy my own company. So, you know, I'm good with grabbing my Starbucks and, you know, follow up with, you know, searching for candles all day. You know, you know how it go down for me at Bath and Body Works. And, <laughs> but actually, and I, you know, that doesn't always necessarily translate well on a dating app profile. How do you make, how do you spin that, that that's the type of thing that you like to do? I don't know. I'm working through it too, Keisha. You're not alone. I mean, just the physical descriptions of people, but I've come to learn if they have on a hat, if they're smiling without showing their teeth, if they're always seated, you know, those are signs. Like, take the hat off. <laughs> your hairline starts back here. It's nothing wrong with that. Though. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, but just own it. Own it. But let me see that. And then if you're missing teeth, let me see that. If you're not 6'2", say that. But don't say you're 6'2 on your profile. And then when I see you, you're five two like me, and that's <laughs> you know say that because I know we're all getting older, and I get it, but just own it, own it because I could be okay with it. I could be the person that's okay with that. I wouldn't be okay if you're five two and I'm five two, but everything else. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be five four at least. What were you saying, Jessica? Oh, what I was saying is I have a friend who's going back into the dating scene, and she said that. She feels the dating websites are purposely putting people who are not really matches together because they can continue having clients. And I was like, kind of sounds true to me. If y'all get married, they don't have any more clients. Yeah, I can agree with that because some people, the matches that I receive, I'm like, this looks like somebody that'll snatch me up in a van and I'll I'll never be seen again. <laughs> so they look like a kidnapper. Yeah, I was like, this is that stranger danger. I would, I would link up with, not even passing them in the grocery store. I'd almost be scared. Like, are you gonna snatch me in this van? And I'll never be seen again. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I've I've seen some of the matches I get matched with, and it just seems very 
odd or they'll delay it. It's like, okay, I know this isn't the one match. Like they want you to do kind of like one at a time. We'll start you off here with someone who probably you might be able to have a good conversation with, but not likely. Or they live so far away. It's like, I thought I'd narrowed this down to like at least a 30 mile radius. I'm like, I'm not driving all the way up there to see you. I'm glad you're my perfect match, but no. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think your friend is onto something. I think an investigation needs to be done. I'm, I'm on point with that. I, <laughs> I agree with that. Point with that. And I'm like, I wish we could go back to like our parents when they were dating. They had friends. Hey, I know this guy at my job. He's single. Maybe I can hook you up with him. And we done ran him through the church questions. He works. He don't have no <laughs> criminal record. He got a job. Yeah. The church will do that for free, and then y'all can meet. And But it doesn't yeah. work anymore. My have times changed. I mean, changed to the point where we're kind of like, I wish things was the way it was back then. That's a full circle moment. That's a full circle <laughs> moment. But it did work out better back then, and you absolutely got to know someone because they were a part of your, <laughs> your circle. The family knew who it was. Everybody kind of knew what was going on, but... I do feel this way, though. I do feel that as I've gotten older, I don't feel the same pressure, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling like there's no pressure to get married, have a kid. You know, there's a different social responsibility, I think, when we're much younger, that being in the content and context of a relationship and a marriage are essential because you're trying to grow a family or have kids. And now outside of that, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So this whole process is dredging as it is. I'm like, I'm good. If I meet you now, that's fine. Of course, now I'm going to be looking a lot closer at this app conspiracy because I think it's true. I do think it's true. <laughs> I really do think it's true. Elizabeth, you've been quiet. Uh, girl, I'm just, I'm boom, giggling. Boom. I'm, I'm giggling because I'm in support. You know, I'm sing- I, Keisha, I'm single, but I'm no, if I'm ready to mingle, you know, we're as we're, you know, gearing up for the holidays and everything else, I'm very focused on my, my job and on my pursuits, my interests, and not really into, you know, and, and it's the time factor. I really do not have the time or the commitment to, you know, really establish or any type of uh, relationship because it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. And I just don't have that right now. I'm just not there. I don't know if I'll be there for 2024 either, but right now I'm just kind of really focused on me and my relationships and friendships from family or friends and, you know, even online that people we meet to really cultivate that. And so I'm just not in that headspace, even though people are like, well, shouldn't you be with somebody? It's, you know, it's just, no, mm. no, maybe, maybe I need to be with me for, for like a couple of minutes, oh, okay? okay. <laughs> it, it'll be there. Elizabeth, do you remember at the podcasting festival, that guy? Oh, yes. The guy who oh. had lost a lot of weight? Oh, yes. <laughs> he was after Elizabeth. Elizabeth was kind of like, he shrug. Oh, Liz. Shrug. I know. <laughs> he was a cool guy, had his own podcast and everything. And he was really encouraging of us to... You know, start our own. But he was encouraging of us because you were you were in the group. Yeah, we was just we was just (laughs) peripheral. (laughs) We were y'all too funny. Yeah, y'all. I got to be nice to her friends. I think for some reason everybody thought we already knew each other. I know, or were related in some way. And basically, he was just like, "Okay, I got to be cool with them so I can so I can stay in there." He followed us all back to the parking lot. I was like, security guard. 
you know, he was trying to show his Southern charm. We were in Atlanta, you know, but uh, uh, y'all, friend, okay, online. We follow each other online. Yeah, online. That's but you the- know, I think there's something to say about having uh, male friends. I It's been, believe it or not, years ago and probably when I was much younger, I had a lot more male friends. Now, I don't know what their intentions were, but I enjoyed having male friends. They were like, and especially if you wanted, so if they were genuine and you could get all the good information about what other guys were doing, it was like, well, you know, he told me such and such. That means that mean he don't like you. You know what I mean? It was, it would be that kind of thing, that kind of very real thing and someone who you could count on to do guy things. But I don't know if mutual platonic relationships are as popular as they used to be. I don't know if the intentions have changed or people's attention span have changed or what? Do you guys still have just male platonic friends? Yeah, just I have some. I one. do. Yeah, one or two. But yeah, you're right. It's shifting and change, I think, because of what we're seeing maybe online or so-and-so's doing this. And now you're like, wait a minute, we just cool. But I just think people's interests and their mind frame, I don't care at any age, 25, 45, it's, it's just different. And I think um, we don't have those same principles i think are those still same i it's just out the window and some guys are maybe view you just differently and so they want that and a bag of chips and you're like wait a minute we i just wanted to be cool just wanted you to be a listening ear for that you know for that moment so um i have a few though (laughs) forget that listening ear (laughs) they want something else i know they want something else (laughs) yeah i've always been a girl's girl yeah. I've always been a girl's girl, so I, I never really had guy friends. But my friends, their husbands or boyfriends would become part of the group. But I never, like, you know, had guy friends. I think it's because I, I was raised in, like, an all-woman environment. So one of my friends called me the woman whisperer. The woman whisperer. What does that mean? It means that, so my sister, my mom, my uh, cousins, girl cousins, and like, I only have like two guy cousins. I don't have, you know, we are all so different that I'm used to all the different faces that a woman can put on. And um, I'm not like scared or intimidated or disappointed. It's just like people just trying to make it, you know, (laughs) world is hard and um, the world is hard on girls and women. So, and I learned that from an early age. I love that. You know, I never really thought about it like that. I think I grew up with an older brother and a lot of, I guess, male energy around. So I kind of became more of a bit of a tomboy, a little bit more alpha, you know, fairly young. And I realized the, the not just the power, but the the comfort in having more female friends as I got older and was going through a lot of other things. And my closest female female friend when I was young was actually my mom. So that was a very different relationship and different dynamic. Mm-hmm. But it was only as I, and I do not have, I have not been the woman whisperer. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I definitely don't have that knack. But uh, I don't know, as I've, as I've grown older, like this right now, this 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 20 years ago probably wouldn't have happened to just have a solid group of female friends or women friends to kind of have these kind of conversations with. And I'm finding a lot more comfort in that as I've gotten older. So I don't know. Keisha, how was your growing up? I have two friends that I'm very close to just just talking about one of them. I think the two of us have been friends for like 39, 40 years. 
And then the other one, I met her two years later. And we've been friends ever since. We've never had any serious fight. We've been very supportive of each other. You know, I like that that's somebody who I can tell anything to. You know how you got to tell some people, don't say nothing, but ABC. I know. <laughs> don't say nothing. <laughs> and then, and this is not one I need to do that with. Any and everything, they're like sisters to me. I had a sister growing up. However, she passed away when I was 13. She had cancer. She was 10 years older than me. So these two women kind of stepped in and became sisters to me. And so I, I've told them we don't even see each other a lot. And we live, I'm gonna, we live in the city of LA, but it's difficult for the three of us to get together. Both of them have kids. And so, you know, you got to take the kids here, there, and everywhere. But I told them if anything happened to any one of us, I think we would do what's, what needs to be done to be there for each other. So I think that's important. And then, you know, I have other friendship circles as well that are supportive ladies, people I've met in college. You know, you're going to meet the people you meet in college are your friends for a lifetime, you know. And then I have some I've met in grad school and beyond. And then joining a sorority, I've been able to make friends for life. And they're all around the United States. And that's a blessing. That's truly a blessing. And I, I cherish the friendships. No matter how long we've, been, we've known each other, I cherish our friendships. I think that's beautiful, Keisha. And it's so funny because <laughs> I keep my, uh, uh, like I said, I've known you for just tw half of that time. And I know how important those roles are. And one of the things I do, actually, is I have such a small circle so that when I do bring people in, they are very endearing to me. And so, like I said, over this last couple years, actually, I've made myself a lot more open. And of course, having retired and going into a completely different space, this is completely different for me. I think it's made me a lot more open to having closer and more uh, significant female friendships in my life. And so that's, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. I think it has allowed me to grow in a way that I don't know that I would had I continued on the same life path, let's just call it that, that I had been on for a number of years before I retired. How is everyone else growing in their relationships? Are things getting easier as you've gotten older? Or are we just kind of like, I've got all the friends I need. I'm in the space I need to be in. I'm good. I'm riding this out to the end. <laughs> is it just me or as we've moved around in our lives and things like that? For me, friendships have gotten easier. I mean, because it's like you can immediately tell now when you that you connect with somebody and you don't feel the pressure to have to put on a face and pretend <laughs> that you want to be there or anything. So I find that relationships are easier now. And also, I think I understand better that there's different types of relationships. You know, you have people who are in your close circle. You got people that you hang out with. You got people that you do business with. You got people, you know, different roles for different people. Everybody can't be everything. So, and yeah, and I just don't expect that much from people anymore. I don't think I ever have, but really now I really don't. Oh, that is. What does that mean? So your like, expectations must have changed. Are you outgrow friendships too? Are they too? lower? 
Yeah. Or no? <laughs> no, it's it's not even that. It's like, you know, one of my friends told me the reason. Cause you, so I've lived in different countries in the world, right? And one of my friends told me, she's like, you know, Jessica, you know what I like about you? You just don't have any expectations. Like when we talk, it's like, oh, we, we just talked yesterday, even though we haven't talked for six months. The thing is, is like, I can't expect all these things from people when I don't even have the same phone number, you know, every year. Every year my phone number changes, right? Because I'm someplace new. But my friends, they're starting businesses, they're having babies, they're doing all the, you know, getting married and or retiring or doing something new in their life. I can't expect them to have the same amount of communication with me that they had before. They have new things happening. So that's what I mean when I say that I don't expect as much because it's not realistic. And also it's like just to give people grace and give myself grace. I can't keep up with you all the time. I just can't. I get it. I just can't. That is an awesome point to be made. I think that, and I get it now that you've explained, I'm like, yeah, that's true. It's like, if I get to see you, that's great. If you got life going on, that's fine. No pressure. You know, if you can't re- return a text message, it's fine. You know what I mean? But I get it. I absolutely get that. And I think that is part of just an acceptance level of getting older and your own level of security as a person. But, you know, it's like you you remember when I asked you to help me record something and then you're yesterday you were like, oh, my gosh, Jessica. I did I was feel like, bad for that. You though. told me that day that you were going to fly out. That's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do anything when you're about to fly. I cannot. I think I was more embarrassed than anything else. Had you not brought it up, I would have totally forgot about it. Totally. I was so past that moment. I I was like, she's still on that? Okay. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think to me, I do like to, when I make a commitment to something, I like to keep it. And if something had changed, I would have liked to have told you, I'm sorry, I can't make it. But you also told me that. (laughs) Okay, I accept it. it. Thank you. I appreciate you and I love you for doing that. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for the grace. Well, since we're talking about this and we're moving into the holidays, you remember, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I remember there used to be this intensity about the holidays and family and making sure that we get everything just right for the holidays. And I'm gauging now from the room that that's just not even an issue anymore. (laughs) Everybody is so past it. Over it. (laughs) Nice. All right. Hashtag. Over it. I know. Christmas is for the kids. Christmas is for the kids. Okay. (laughs) If you want to help me out with something, help me out with the house note. I know that's right. Real bills. (laughs) Lovely bills. Real real bills. Real bills. (laughs) I don't need the Barbie <laughs> dream truck. I need help me out with a big bill. You don't want the Barbie dream truck? <laughs> no, I don't want the Barbie dream house. I don't need fuzzy socks. Ooh, because we got enough. Of, we got a we got a box full of those because that's that's easy on the list now. <laughs> we can check that off on the list. Some socks now. We gotta. So I I like to buy gifts I know people will use, but I mean somebody will use some fuzzy socks. Somebody will use some. I just don't know who that person is. I, I think I'm good. I, I have so much stuff that I have just compiled over the years. I'm good with just, you know, either taking a trip or going to do something else, seeing family just to say, I actually prefer to see family outside of the holidays. I don't know about you guys. It's easier too. It's just a lot easier. And I think the whole oldness of that whole thing, especially post-COVID, I don't think anybody really cares. It's like, it's just not that big of a deal. Everybody's kind of 
Maybe it's just me. I, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll get some listeners who say, what are you talking about? What is wrong with you and your friends? But it just feels a lot more self-sovereign. It took a lot of the pressure off. Like everybody can, you can be okay, you know, with just hanging out and dropping in and saying hi to everybody and moving forward. Or just coming by for to partake of a charcuterie board and wine. And we can chit chat. That's that. I'm good with that. I'm very good. You know, I can do that. Everybody can bring a particular charcuterie board. A dish or something like that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And we can just eat on that, snack on that and enjoy, watch a movie or something or just chit chat. And I'd be good. It's not a problem. Completely agree. I think too, when I was a kid, I used to love Christmas because I got presents. Now I don't really like, yeah, what what are you going to get me that I'm, that I'm like, pinning for like I I need this you know but also I think with when I look at some of the kids today they have so much stuff they don't need anything they're not pinning for anything they don't care it's like maybe two days worth of oh that was cool and then they're moving on to something else I don't know I, I, I think Christmas is about or any of these holidays it's about spending time with your family going out just having experiences the gift thing is not it's not it anymore it really isn't I agree. And I think too, a lot of people got over the because I was always feeling like even if there wasn't any pressure to have to get gifts, but they're starting the holidays like in October. October. I yes. mean, the end of September, it's like, you know, they're changing out everything from some, all of a sudden you seeing holiday stuff pull out the boxes. And I'm like, really? It's like it takes it's like it takes a long time to actually get to it. It's like it used to be. Was it me? I was like, it's yeah. You really looked forward to the holidays, but now it's a business, very commercialized. Yeah, trying to straight up capitalism. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel marketed. Like I'm part of some marketing group as to what it is I'm going to need, and I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm being. I feel like I'm being played. (laughs) I feel like I'm being played out. I do, and it made it a lot difficult. Now I do. When I do think back, though, even before one of the things I did do get nostalgic about every now and again is, and I don't know how you guys were around the holidays, it was a time at least to be around family. And you spend a lot of time just being around family, whether it was, you know, cooking and and having that whole mood before it felt like a bunch of gift giving, gift giving, gift giving. Sometimes I get a little nostalgic for that, but that's life. Everyone's moved on and you can't really recreate that. And I think sometimes people are, Feeling like, okay, I need to try to recreate what my childhood was as opposed to just being in the moment of what your adulthood is right now. And like Keisha said, being able to just, hey, we can just pull out the <laughs> the charcuterie board. Somebody pull up a port suit. I love that, actually. And somebody just pull up. Yeah. Easy just... cleanup, too. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yeah. Easy cleanup. Like, not a production, because back in the day, as you know, we were... Laying it all out. I mean, over the stove, cooking and cleaning, and we got to have so and so. Yeah, them greens and the pie, sweet potato pie and pecan pie, you know, just like real productions. And you're like, no, and I think we've lost. It was a lot of work, but now that we've kind of moved into a different era, you're just noticing, like, kind of like, what do you want and who do you want to prefer, you know, that time to be with? But the holidays is just just shifted and it's just changing in a way that hopefully it'll get better because it like you said Alicia, it's just very it can be stressful you just kind of lose the real true meaning about you know behind that and 
It's just there for Bubba. Yeah, back in the day, it was a production, all hands it was on a deck. Production. You gotta clean, you gotta, you know, take off work to just a pre-plan and so-and-so was coming over, you know, got to be placed like this. The bathroom got to be ready. And so we got to pick so-and-so them. got to be ready, pick them up from the airport. I mean, it was like a schedule, but it could be very stressful on that one person because um, during the holidays, we would always travel. And so that was um, our thing. So we didn't have to really cook. We were always like just showing up. We we were the show up family. So we, but we did see the pre stuff that people had to deal with, take off work and clean this up. And can you pick up this a uh, seven up or this uh, whatever, uh, like you said, dish. But yeah, it was a production, y'all. Real production. So you didn't have to spend two days making dressing because I remember I had. Chopping turkey though, the cucumber yeah. oh. or the cranberry sauce. Ooh, now ooh. <laughs> the real cranberries, uh, you, you know, because we're very particular, <laughs> you know, particular about that too. Wow. So, are you traveling? Anybody getting out for the holidays? Just getting away? Everybody just kind of sitting close? Mm. No, everybody's like, yeah, no, not gonna happen. Well, usually Christmas, I travel to see family. Since my my immediate family, we're spread out, so we usually traveled to see my sister. She's out in Richmond, Virginia. And but still last year's travel, I was part of that Southwest flight debacle. The oh, the oh. the I was praying to see if I was even gonna get out of I'm hearing out of Columbus. I mean, y'all, it was like Am I going to make it to see my family for Christmas? Like, even them, they were like, were you stuck in the airport? And did you make it? I did on Christmas Day. But still, I was technically supposed to leave a couple of days. I like to leave before, like maybe like the 23rd, 22nd to get to somewhere. Not usually the day of Christmas, because that's like one of the you know busiest you know traveling days. Just trying to get there. But y'all, with the whole the computer system shut down, the flight attendants, you know, they can only do a certain amount of flight hours, the pilot. So we were, I was like, my family was like, you can make it. Do you want to just... I was kind of like, you know, maybe I'll just stay at home. Maybe just, and even just trying to get to the airport. So, but I usually for Christmas travel during Thanksgiving, just stay at home, which I'm fine with that. I love it. And just show up and um, usually I get invited to a dinner or something or a lunch. I'm, I'm happy with I don't it. Even Easy. get any invites anymore. You don't. And really? then get a plate. Get you a, a plate. plate. That's right. To go play. Just get a plate. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe it's me. I think I dropped off the people's so Alicia not going to show up. So but she, <laughs> no, I don't think people are doing stuff. I don't no, think but, people are doing stuff like that. No. OK, it just depends. Yeah. No, it's like you remember that you used to get Christmas cards. Oh, are people still sending out Christmas cards? Businesses, but friends. Yeah, here and there. Are, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But before they, they used to be. So I mean, I, like I said, I've been outside of the country for a little bit, but I feel like. Christmas cards used to be oh my, like highlight yes on the yeah. fridge. <laughs> That's when you knew the season was coming when you got your first holiday card. Right. But sta- stamps are damn near $2 now, so nobody's trying to sleep. <laughs> Nobody mailing that. Then it's going to take three weeks to get yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. During the pandemic, yeah, yeah we weren't getting true. our stuff yeah, on time. <laughs> you know, we were still delayed after delay. It's still yeah. delayed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are we still like traumatized? I by think the that's pandemic what it stuff? is. I think that's what. Yeah. Like. I think so. I think it did set a, a different little tone. I do. And I know some people are like we need to go back into a shutdown. I think some people might be missing the the solitude that came with. Yes. The, I think so. yes. Just, it's a thing. 
It was. It was peaceful, girl. Peaceful. Peaceful. Look. Oh, no. Uh -uh. (laughs) No, I can't do that. (laughs) Because some of us, we were ripping her up. You just because some of us were ripping and running, girl. I was ripping and running no, to the chat. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, it just depends, though. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, but no, we no, did no. like virtual, think thing. virtual Thanksgiving holiday stuff. We did a lot of virtual Zoom team calls. Same. I know it's not the same, <laughs> but I, I was in the, in the luxury of my I'm home. serious. Luxury though. of my place. Luxury of my heat in the house. Not, not, not no. You, you know what? This is something I discovered during the pandemic. I thought I was a real introvert. Like, oh, I'm a introvert but even when i saw the memes of introverts i was like they sound like they need therapy <laughs> like i couldn't relate to the memes that's what i i was like they that's not a real introvert i'm a real introvert but i don't think i'm a true introvert ambivert i like hanging out with myself i really do but i also like being around people but when i go out i'll find like those three people and just you know there'll be a party of like 50 and i'll just talk to three people and i'm good you know, I'm not wandering around being a social butterfly. So, but I I do want to talk to those three people, and I can't do that at home. That's what are you true. talking about? I'm I not know. going back to That's the lockdown. True. No. <laughs> oh, wow. COVID for me, I think it changed the whole, it changed my entire perspective. It really did change my whole perspective for the better. I absolutely believe that. And, and I have to, it's been a thing. I've heard people on more than one occasion, be like, we need another shutdown. And I think it was because, people, I'm not crazy, right? Look, Keisha laughing. Come on with <laughs> I think we need a balance to that shutdown. Do you agree shutdown. with them, Keisha? Keisha, do you agree with them? No, Alicia, Alicia. I don't know if we need a complete shutdown. I don't know. I love but I, mean, I I was loving it because I got a lot accomplished in the house. You know, fine-tuned my bartending skills. I was like, okay, I was using stuff in the house. I'm like, let me shake this up. Yeah, let me figure out what this is. I was cooking more. I was out in the backyard working with the plants because I had the time. I had the time. So I did it. But now we, I got battle traffic and all this stuff. So now. See, so is it that, that you want to shut down or you want to work remotely? I think I would love to work remotely, but my profession I'm not able to. We we were forced to, but I don't think it did the students any good. But I can't. I'm unable to. But let me tell you, if there was a way to do it and they needed a test group, <laughs> it would be, yes, I'd be like, please pick me, please. <laughs> You're in the pilot program. Yes, I'm in the pilot program. <laughs> <laughs> that would straight be me. It definitely changed me. I think it definitely switched my life path. It definitely, I mean, I I was in a space where I couldn't, like I said, it caused me to actually take a different stock, change it, make a different direction, really change my whole perspective on, on my life and where it was going and the value in where I was placing my energy for my life. I think that's what it was. It was because everything around me shut down. And I don't know if I guess I'm a bit of an empath. I take in a lot of sensory stuff. So when things are happening, I can usually pick up on them very easily. If things are happening, I'm like, okay, this is going on. And I'm always able to project that, okay, something's about to happen. And so when everything kind of shut down and I could kind of quiet everything else out, it was like, oh, this is what this is. Okay. Yeah, you can do without that. You know, I started to see all the things that I didn't necessarily need. And I think it was... Maybe not so much because it was a shutdown. I think it was the quiet that that ensued from it. 
changed my entire perspective and trajectory. Would I do the same in another shutdown? Probably not because I'd be, you know, doing this podcast. I'd still be on the phone. I'd still be doing a lot of other stuff. But there are a lot of things that I let go that I really let go of. And and of course, I retired. And then and here we are now over a year later, something completely different that I don't think anyone would have expected from me at this point. And I'm I'm looking at Keisha because it's like, yeah, probably because you're probably going, yeah, I didn't see you doing this, Alicia. But I mean, but you kind of gave little hints. It was little. Speaking into existence. Yes. It was little, little, just from time to time. Yeah. Just little hints, little hints. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. I I didn't know I was, I was flagging myself, (laughs) but that's what that brought about for me. And it just changed my whole perspective. And I don't think I'm different from a lot of other people, but so maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we do know like a hybrid slash COVID shutdown slash <laughs> slash, you know, just working from home type thing. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. We'll see. And I certainly don't want to put anything out in the universe that would, you know, it, it all put us in a space like that again with with sick and illness and stuff like that. But I think that was just trying to take the positive spin on it. So, ladies, what does 2024 look like? All said and done. Anybody got any, or is it just going to be a continuation? Is 2023 so good that we're just going to move on? I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. Could it have been better? Of course. And I'm hoping it will be better. I would like to increase the number of uh, stamps on my passport by any means necessary. And you already have a lot. Okay. (laughs) I I would like... (laughs) I would like to get more. I would like to go to different places. I would just really like to travel. I, that makes me happy to have a travel booth. That could work too, but you got you to gotta, uh, travel. <laughs> that Wally wants to, you know, hang out, try different spots, foods, destinations, because everybody can't travel now. That's what I've learned over time. <laughs> Regardless of experience and age, they got to know how you want to flow and go. And catch those flights, you know. So yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so, they got to, they got to want to, the desire to. That's the thing. So, but they don't have the, you know. Some people don't. They don't. They claim they do, but you, you know, when you hang out with people, you know, it's just like okay, I can that boob. But they got to be up. You got. They got to let you know what's up. So yeah. So I would, I would just like to continue to travel. I would like to do that. I would also like to help parents. In my field of special education, I would like to make them more knowledgeable of the special ed process. So, you know, I would like to help parents because I think if they were more knowledgeable about the process and what is required to allow a student to be successful, we would have a lot of successful students because it's a home and school. It takes the home and school, not just home and not just school, but both to support the child. So continuing a life of service and travel. Correct. Well said, Alicia. Service (laughs) and travel. That is correct. Service service and travel. I love it. What's the plan, Elizabeth? What you got? What's what's 2024 looking like? Oh, Lord. Uh, Plans? Yeah, this is a continuation, you know, for 2023. I felt like I'm always pivoting, changing. Um, This year, you know, I started a a new role as a marketing project manager and just learning all things working in a marketing agency. And that's 
really been my focus and just, but also too, I'm big on being a lifelong learner and just understanding, building my skill set, if that means taking a course online, but then also too, um, I do a lot of things, uh, writing different content pieces around, especially on LinkedIn around DEI, leadership development, my project management, just also sharing my stories and experiences having to pivot during a pandemic. And so just being brave to speak about those changes, but then also to just being vocal about it, but being that encouraging person to do that, but just just continue to growing and continue to uh, know that you kind of outgrow things uh, because I was in higher education for over 15 years and just knowing that you can change, you can pivot and you could do something different. And so I'm learning that as we continue to grow and age in our professions, but then we're just learning through that. So that's what I'm looking forward to in 2024. So 2025. Jessica, you got what what you doing? What you doing for 2024? Oh, my goodness. You know, recently I was just like thinking about like just how do I go about and this is concerning my career. No matter where I go, I find the artists. I am an artist, so I find them. It's easy. And I support other people's work with the work that I do. As I do service, um, you know, we, there's this uh, thing called theater for development to help communicate ideas so people can change their behaviors for the better. Loved it. Loved that era of my life. But that era is over. It's time for me to go into commercial theater. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's business. And that's not my forte. I have an MBA and I'm still like business is, you know, so um, what I hope to do next year is really start to make friends with business people who can show me the ropes about like, how do you start a business? How do you bring people on board? How do you keep it sustainable? But from the things that I learned from other parts of my life, I want my business to be something where the people who work with me are proud to be there, they have ownership, and that I treat them with respect, you know? I've worked in places where you have a bunch of smart people, but for whatever reason, the respect is not there. The business is not well run. And it's like, oh, just because you're smart doesn't mean automatically that you're going to run a great business. It's something you have to do intentionally. So that is what I'm doing for 2024, figuring out how to create a business that is commercial that, you know, that I'm proud of and the people who work with me are proud of. I don't know about you. I, I think that it probably be it won't be an easy process, but I could totally see you making that happen. You know, getting through the um, whatever hurdles will, will lie ahead because business is tough. But, yeah, I, I can see you making that happen. I really actually I can see all of you making that happen and seeing it seeing it come through. For me, I think you'll just be seeing more episodes of the podcast. I'm so uh, comfortable where I'm at right now, and I'm just so happy to share this platform with with people and, and that it's making a difference in a way that I hope that it's making a difference. The point and purpose of it was to make a difference, not just to have idle chatter. So I'm thinking that will be the next thing. I think we can. Was there anything else? What else is going on with anybody? I know I'm going to go ahead and mention it. Because she is a humbled one, if I can, Jessica. Uh, <laughs> the new children's book. Awesome. That's amazing. It's out. Yeah, it's out. <laughs> she said. Did you say the name of it? Oh, I'm going to say the name. It's called, the. so it's a play guide 
for um, people who want to put on a nativity play for the holidays. And it's called The Christmas Adventure, um, an interactive nativity play for children ages four to eight. So you can find it on Amazon. And it's just, you know, it's a play guide. So if you know nothing about theater, know nothing about acting, it takes you step by step. It has a rehearsal schedule, has all these little things to help people who might not feel comfortable on the stage. So it, you don't have to be into acting. And the best part about it is the children get to participate in the show, but they don't have to memorize any lines. They don't have to attend any rehearsals. So. Oh, no re no rehearsals. No. You come in, you do two hours of rehearsals with the adult actors or the teen actors, volunteer actors, and then you put on the show and that's it. That works for adults. I think so, too. I mean, oh, you yeah, were describing it, it step by step. I said, wait a minute. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't remember no lines. I cannot <laughs> remember lines. My memory so, yeah. is ridiculous. I love That's that. That's what it is. I love mm -hmm. that. So I it's going to be a series. I'm going to do for more, you know, maybe for um, like Easter, maybe something for the summer, you know. So there will be more coming out. I'm just saying that to hold myself accountable. She sure does say that, <laughs> Alicia. She does. She be Trying to you got to do it. You know how I am. Accountable. I yeah. You guys know how I am. <laughs> but you do get it done though. You do get it done. What about that podcast I was supposed to get done? Okay, you you started it out. It's okay. But you but I did. You I did. It's okay. We didn't have enough Zoom calls. It's okay, but we on the one right now. Hey, it's accomplishment. We on one right That's now. Right. That's one. <laughs> hey, that was on my that was on my vision board. Let's be on a podcast. I didn't know I was gonna get. Oh, it was. Yes, seriously. It was. I think it was last year, but really this year too. Like, hey, because sometimes. You know, you don't have these opportunities, and you have a platform, and you were able to say, "Hey, you know, I would like for you guys to be guests," and so think this served as a great opera. It was really 2023, but you know, or 2022, you know, after we met after our um, podcast conference, but this was a good, you know, opportunity to say, hey, you know what, you know, I was able to do this. So I appreciate that, that invitation and this opportunity to speak up and be around, like, you know, to use your voice. So I thought that, so I want to say, so we accomplished something, y'all. Don't forget, we did. So maybe not sometimes how you want it to be, but Hey, you know, a lot of people, you know, they can't say they've been on a podcast. I think that's an accomplishment. And so I, you're right about that. We really did before, you know, the new year. And so I think that serves as something, you know, you're speaking about, you know, your experiences. And I think you, Alicia, you did that here today for us. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I I didn't know that that was on your vision board. It was. I really did. It was really 2020. But hey, accomplished, you know, and many more to come. So, and I always wanted to know how a podcast works. I still want to ask you questions, Alicia, because I'm amazed at this. Like, how did you get us all together? And what is Riverside? You know, but and how did you hook up with Steven? But that's another conversation. That's another episode. <laughs> another, yeah, ooh, yeah but, part two now. Yeah, but Behind this the is, scenes. it's all very interesting. It's all very interesting. It has been a journey. And I think that and, uh, you know, as Jessica was saying, I know you a big part of how this came about was because of the types of friendships that I developed over the years, some older, some some newer as with, uh, you know, Jessica and Elizabeth. but. Putting together that Zoom call that we were doing, we were doing those very frequently and talking to, talking it out, you know, talking to Keisha and talking to people about this is something I think I'm going to be doing. And 
and I think it was throwing some people off, actually brought it to through to fruition to where it is today. So even though it may not have done the same thing for yours, Jessica, I think that that will happen because I think we're going to have to step, we're going to have to we're going to step up these Zoom calls on yes. you. <laughs> I know, that's right. Don't yeah, worry. you guys do, for real. Hold me accountable. In 2024, we bring we're it back, We're going to hold man. you more accountable. I really, I, I'm trying to think of what's the block. Mm. Because obviously, like, you guys listen to the episodes when, awesome. they're, when they're in their draft. <laughs> and I'm just like, what's the block? And so that's what I'm trying to figure out, you know? That's why we come here to yeah. hold it out. You know, one of the things that I think is um, interesting about being grown, I remember... There was a 20-year-old who put up on like, oh, when I turn 30, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that. And then there were like 30-year-olds were like, who's going to tell her? Like, it's not going to work out like that. Like, she ain't going to know no no better. Okay. Yeah, you are still trying to figure things out. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I think that because I'm like, man, I'm I'm at this big age and I'm still trying to figure things out. And um, it's okay, though, because it does make life very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does. At any age, there's always something that you're still learning and growing from. And it's it's never over. Like uh, Elizabeth was saying, like even going to 2024, it's still, I'm still in a learning space. I'm still in a growing space. And you're still going to hit those things. I always thought that, you know, I would turn 50 and I would know. You think you're going to know everything. And I'm like, OK, I got it. I got it nailed down. And I find out that I, I do know a lot of stuff. I know what not to do again. I know how I, I've become that part. Right. I've gotten a lot more resourceful. I know where to find the things that I need when I need them. But as far as and I have some wisdom that I can depart, but at the same time, I find myself still looking to people who are older than me and actually and even keeping up with some people who are younger than me, much younger and like, well, what's going on with you guys? Like what's happening now? It's like, really? That's what's happening. And it, it keeps you refreshed. And I, I like, I can tell you this, I do like not having to know everything. I like that I know that I don't know everything and I can sit in a place of peace knowing that whatever I need and however I need to get it, it's going to happen. And I think that's where I, I think that's where I have found the biggest growth is being okay with sitting in my own truth and my own authenticity. And I know people give a lot of deference to that nowadays, but it really is true. And I really am a lot more open to gaining wisdom and getting information from other places and other sources. That's just where I'm at with that. And I, like I said, I'm still talking to people who are in their 70s and 80s. I talked to someone the other day who's, you know, she's 80 years old and she's still, she's writing books and she's lifting weights and she's doing all these wonderful things. And it was amazing to actually talk to her. And then in the middle of that conversation, we find out that we went to the same elementary school. 30 years apart now. She's in her 80s. I'm in my 50s. And she said, yeah, we went to the same elementary school some 30 years apart. Amazing. You know what I mean? You, it's absolutely amazing what I'm still learning and how much I absolutely enjoy learning it. And this is a big part of that process. So with that, what are our words of wisdom? What have we learned? What We got to this point. Think of something. <laughs> Ooh, ew, Mine's is always be faithful in the small things because in them, you that's where you find your strength lies in. So Mother Teresa will always say that. Always those things. And so that's something that I've learned and this words of wisdom to go by. I love that. Wow. When it's all said and done, Jessica? Mine is done is better than good. Yes. Thank- I think <laughs> when... 
for artists, but for a lot of people, but for artists, we are, if you go to any sort of, any of the art schools, we're taught to be perfect. We, we aim for perfection. I think you see it so much in ballerinas, but you see it in, or you see it so much in ballet dancers, but you see it in all of the artists. And it keeps us from producing things. And if you don't produce things, you have nothing to edit. If you don't produce, you have nothing to make a living from. So just get it done, you know, just get it done. And at this age, because of all the experience I have, my done is good. And that's what I'm trying to remind myself, like it is good, you know? And so, yeah, done is better than good. Continue doing what you're doing. I know for myself, there are some things that, I wish I could have done with someone. But now that I'm, although I'm unable to, that doesn't mean that I can't do it. I wanted to travel with, I wanted a travel companion. Well, I don't have one. I still need to continue to travel because if I waited on somebody to travel with me, so I'm going to continue to do the things that I like to do. I'm going to continue to do the things that I want to do. And perhaps while out, although I'm not looking, but while out, somebody may cross my path and say, hey, I like to do those things too. And I'm like, okay, well, let's come join me and let's keep it pushing. (laughs) (laughs) But let's keep on going. But you can't just sit still because you don't have anybody to do it with. Because you do have someone to do it. Do it with yourself. Make yourself happy. Take care of yourself. Be there for yourself. Show up for yourself. I love that. Show up for yourself. And I think we can leave that right where it is. I think that is some beautiful words of wisdom. I think combined, anyone listening to this will walk away richer than they were when they press play. And that's always what my goal is in this podcast. Jessica, tell us about your book so my listeners can hear it. So it's called The Christmas Adventure, an interactive nativity play for children ages four to eight. And it is a book for anybody who wants to do a nativity play, who people who don't have a lot of time, uh, people who are not actors. And what's the best part of the book is it only takes two hours of rehearsal. The children do not have to attend rehearsal, but they get to act on stage. So It's great. They don't have to memorize any lines. It's great for parents. It's great for kids. And it's great for people who want to put on a great show for children during the holidays. And where can they get it? They can get it on. The book is available on Amazon. And that's it. (laughs) That is wonderful. And again, those will be for the listeners. It's also in the show notes. So take a listen, get the book. And thank you guys again. We'll have to do this again. Yes, part two. All right. Thank you for listening to 50 Now What? A special thank you to my friends, Jessica, Keisha, and Elizabeth. Be sure to check this episode's show notes to see all the incredible things they're up to. Make sure to follow us, rate, and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50 Now What Podcast. That's 5-0 Now What Podcast. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as senior producer, Stephen Selnick as producer, and Rob Johnson as editor and audio engineer. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at rainbowcreative.co.